Hi, my name is Wojtek Wojcicki. I'm the uh, CEO of NGX Minerals. NGX Minerals is a Lundin Group exploration company. We're active in South America, Chile, and Argentina. We're listed on the TSX Venture as NGEX. Current market cap is around $460 million Canadian. And our key asset is the Los Alados project, which is located in Chile, and it's one of the largest undeveloped copper gold deposits uh, in the world. And it's a key strategic resource in the Vicuña district, where our sister companies, Philo Mining and Jose Maria Resources, are also active. Brilliant. Good to, good to meet you, Wojtek. Um, thanks, thanks for coming on the show. Um, we are going to, well, we've not spoken before, and I've not actually um, heard this story before, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, and we, we've also spoken to the sister companies that you've spun out of, but let's go back to the beginning, right? Seems like August, September, not many people have heard of you, but you've been around for a, a while. So maybe take us back to the spin out and why it's been so quiet up until September of last year. Yeah, no, there's a there's a really cool story, I think, with NGX that I, I think really illustrates the value that exploration creates in the mining industry. I mean, I, I'm an exploration geologist by training, so I really believe in exploration and the value it can create. And I think we we're a great example of that. So NGX started in 2008 um, as a company called NGX Resources, market cap of around $40 million and three grassroots exploration projects, which grew into Los Alados, Jose Maria, and Fila del Sol. And we did a series of spin-outs from that original NGX, first Filo Mining in 2016, and then Jose Maria Resources in 2019. And those three spin-outs are the kind of the separation of the company into, into three, the original company into three public companies has created around $2.6 billion worth of value um, using 2008 and our 40 million market cap at that time as a, as a, as a starting point. So, you know, NGX holds that, that Los Alados project. And I guess, you know, it had been for a number of years overshadowed in the overall portfolio by Philo and some of the work that we were doing at Jose Maria. And so I think when we spun it out, people had maybe forgotten about it a little bit and it was a little bit of an unknown. And so I think that, that accounts for the, the, the initial, I would say undervaluation of it. And obviously since August, September, 2021, we've been working hard to, to you know, bring attention to the project. And I think that's been a successful effort. And I think you've seen that in the share price performance. Well, yeah, I assume you, you, you raised about 25 million bucks back in October. I assume you were bouncing around the market telling, telling a story that, that will have helped the understanding and recognition. But he's the phrase that was sort of, you know, it's kind of amazing when I look at the numbers, overshallowed by Jose Maria and Felix del Sol. You've got 17.6 billion pounds of copper. You've got 10 million ounces of gold. You've got a, was it 92 million ounces of silver. Hard to believe that you could be overshadowed with, with, with numbers like that. So is, is there something wrong that we need to know about? No, timing, timing is everything. You know, we, um, and I think investor attention a lot of times is is pleading to the you know to the next shiny object. And I think you know a lot of what happened was um, you know a lot of the drilling and kind of the exploration results um, you know which drive a lot of the the share price action in companies like this were done you know in two thousand between two thousand twelve and two thousand fifteen. And you know if you remember uh, you know that was a time of declining copper prices when. Um, you know, a lot of major companies were saying, we've got all the copper we need. Uh, you know, I don't think we'll be building any new projects. And so, you know, I think we kind of issued those initial results into a little bit of a void. 
And then, uh, you know, obviously the, the climate now and the view on copper is completely different. Um, you know, and I think, I think it was just really just a question of timing. I think if we had been drilling Los Alados off today, it'd be a, you know, a different story and evaluation, you know, that, that, that's significantly different. But I, to me, that explains that, that, um, you know, that mismatch in value that we saw six months ago. Right. So, so, we, we, so people are more aware of it, the, the, the big numbers, as, as we've um, said. But you're also using the language of being an explorer in, <clears throat> in, in, the, in the PowerPoints that, um, and, and announcements yeah. I've read, right? And you're an exploration geologist. So you, what, 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 are you, what are you doing? Because there's a 16,000, you talk about a 16,000 meter drill, prog drill program coming up. What, what question are you trying to answer with all of that? Well, the, the the key to the economics of these big resources is always your your starter material, your your highest grade material. So, you know, there's a overall there's a two billion ton indicated resource, another billion tons of inferred on top of that. But what's key to the economics is the highest grade two two or three hundred million tons. And our drill spacing through the deposit is is pretty even, and the initial drilling was designed to test out to the limits of 3 billion tons. And so one of the things that we need to do is we need to understand the geometry, the limits, um, and, and hopefully potential extensions of that high-grade core better. So the, the drill program that we're doing right now is intended to do that. It's intended to be extensions of that initial high-grade zone. But as strange as it may sound, there's an exploration component to that drill program because these high-grade zones within this kind of system can actually have a fairly small footprint. And they, as strange as it may sound, they can be kind of hidden within or, or, or you know, sort of hidden within the, uh, the existing drill pattern. And so you know, what we have are a number of zones outside of the known high-grade zone where we feel like maybe we've tagged into the edge of something. And we've got geophysics and, and, and other vectors that are pointing us to certain areas that are under drilled that have the potential and have the signature of, of, of additional high-grade zones. So our, our drill program is designed to test both of those things, both to define um, the high-grade zone that we already know about and then to test a couple of areas kind of within the broader um, system footprint uh, for other potential high-grade zones. Okay, so, you, but, so you're, you're, your drilling is about trying to better understand where the, where the high grade, so if there's more high grade material that can be in, included. So you're trying yeah. to make the future development and production more efficient. So that, that's exactly. why you're still using the exploration badge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the, the situation, you know, for, for the, those in the audience that may be more familiar with one of our sister companies, Philo Mining, they were in a, in a very similar situation two years ago where they had drilled out um, the upper part of that deposit. They've done a pre-feasibility study on it. And then they launched an exploration program at depth along strike. And people are like, well, wait a minute, don't you already have a pre-feasibility study? Why are you doing it? And it was because they we recognized the potential for exactly what we're proposing looking at, uh, looking for at Los Alados. Smaller, higher grade, um, kind of concentrated zones that could have sneaked in between the existing drill pattern. And that approach was extremely successful at Philo and led to um, the whole 41 breccia, which is what has really driven that share price. And we're seeing, you know, I, I can't promise that we're gonna see the same sorts of grades, but in, in general terms, we're seeing that same sort of potential for smaller footprint concentrated zones 
um, you know, sort of within the broader system that we've identified. So, I mean, you, you, at the moment, you're talking about average growth, right? Like, like, like half a percent, right? That, that seems to be yeah. the sort of number. And you've, you've, I've seen some drill, drill numbers out there which suggest that maybe, you know, it goes up to 0.7. Which, which again is, is, is in, in as a percentage is, is, is significant. But if you're saying that you didn't pick them up the first time, I mean, I, I, how much? How much was the? So how big was the drill spacing in in, in the with the drills that drilling that you've done today? Yeah, the, the, the nominal. I mean, the the average drill spacing through that that defined the three billion tons is probably like it averages out at probably a hundred meters spacing. Um, you know, when we get into the, you know, some of the some of the more densely drilled areas, it's somewhere around 75 meters. And then to give you a sense for it, the, the, the footprint of, of one of these high grade zones in a lot of different systems, you know, is a diameter of hundred meters or 150 meters. And when you're talking about a mineralized column of a thousand or 1200 meters, that small footprint is a lot of tons. Right. Well, that, that's where it's getting. I say because you've yeah. got to do the arbitrage between delaying moving the project forward and finding well much higher grades and a lot of contained metal because that that yeah. that's the gig here because it exactly. tells you where you start because the land package is big with the the, the you know you know seventeen point six billion pounds is, is a lot and knowing when to start is going to be important to 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 you for in the early years. So how quickly? So how much? You're sixteen thousand meters that. Are, well, I've read, there may, there may be more. You've just started. So how long is that program going to take? That 16,000 meter program is about a four is about a four month drill program. So we started out with two rigs. We're adding two rigs this week and next week. Um, so, you know, right now the plan, if everything goes well, is to, you know, finish that 16,000 meters, say, by the end of April. Right. Okay. That to, to, again, to, 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 to what? To give you the data, how long, sorry, how long are assays taking to get back to you? How quickly can you assess um, the data? Yeah, from the, I mean, you know, we're from the from the completion of a drill hole to full assays for that drill hole is typically a month. Oh, right. So, why why, yeah, why, so, why so quick? Be, why, why are you able to get them done so quickly? Well, that's sort of a, that's sort of an average. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, that's just sort of an average average time. Yeah. Okay, so we've been hearing much longer numbers in, in, across Chile. Um, and um, with regards to the work, the, the drilling that you're doing at the moment, obviously no, no problems with um, you know infrastructure and so forth because it's, it's quite simple stuff. But at the point when you guys have assessed this data, worked out where, where are you going to start, raise the money to do so, how, how comfortable is the company or the group feeling about Chile as um, a place to do business? We get that it's a big copper center, has been for a long time, yeah. but... You know, politics is involved. Uh, the environmental component is a big part of this now. Water is a big part of this now. You know, do, do, are you taking that into consideration um, whilst you're yeah, spending, for sure. Ahead? I mean, I yeah, and you know, there isn't an easy answer to it. I think there, you know, there's definitely uncertainty with the constitutional um, process that's on that's ongoing in Chile. I guess you know what we but we're confident in the long term. Like this is a huge part of Chile's economy. Um, you know, it's been a stable and extremely successful mining country. Um, you know, I think what's really at question here is 
the internal distribution of the wealth that mining has brought to the company. Like there's no question that it's, it's been good for the country. The, the, the way that the industry has been designed, designed and regulated has brought in a huge amount of investment, which has benefited the overall economy. The, the issue is how that's been distributed internally among the population. And I think, you know, a lot of this constitutional process is about, is about that is deciding, you know, kind of how that's how that's going to be distributed. But I, I don't think that it's going, we don't think that it's going to lead to a fundamental reordering of, of a system that's worked extremely well for the country for the last 40 years. So I think, I think we're confident that, you know, there'll be some ups and downs. And I think, you know, it's reasonable to expect taxes might go up, but I think we're going to end up somewhere that that um, that the industry can live with. Yeah, I, yeah, that seems seems to be the message we're, we're getting back. Um, and and then so back back to more basic, more lo- local issues. You're, you're what what altitude are you? Uh, Los Salados, like kind of the base is around forty three hundred meters. Okay, forty three to four hundred, forty four hundred meters. So any challenges? Mont Blanc. Any challenges with that at the moment? Yeah, I mean. Um, and I, I wouldn't say that it's the elevation per se, but I mean, you're, you know, this is a high, high mountain, high Andes type location. Um, you know, so that mostly, uh, you know, the biggest impact of that is, is weather rather than the altitude per se. So, you know, you're in a, you're in sort of an Alpine environment. Um, I mean, that said, there's lots and lots of, I would say dozens of operations through the Andes at similar elevations. So these are these are not problems that are that are or challenges that are unique to these projects. They're they're things that people deal with every day. Our our, our Japanese partners at Los Salados operate a mine, fifteen kilometers from us at exactly the same elevation. You know, uh, no real problems with that. Okay, let's let's get back to the drilling components. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so the the drill program, you, the, you get the assets back quite quickly. It's four four and a half months uh, worth of of uh, drilling. Is there a chance at the end of that that you decide to continue drilling? Yeah, I always ask that of companies sure. which are of a no, certain think, size because you know it's kind of they, they reach a point where they get so big that they've got to be damn sure they can finance it themselves and not rely on some outside partner coming in. Yeah, I, I, I think the key, you know, we'll get to a fork in the road, and it really depends on on what we hit. You know, if we hit a new high grade zone, you know, similar to you know, just a, a, a brand new high grade zone, that's going to, that's going to, and, and that'll be a good problem to have. That'll, that will require more drilling, right? That's exactly, that's, that's what we're looking, we're looking to have that problem. So um, yeah, I think this, this drill program is designed to get us to tag into, you know, hopefully into something new that's going to require a whole bunch more drilling. Yeah. But, but the, but the, but the objective here is not just more tons. The objective here is more grade. So, you know, we're not just trying to add tons, we're trying to add grade. And if we see indications of that, if we're, you know, if we're successful in that program, for sure, we're going to want to drill those, those new high grade zones at a, at a closer spacing. You want to be a super giant, a behemoth, a leviathan. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's where you, that's exactly where you want to get to. And I, I mean, you, you kind of reminded me of something that I think is really important. Um, you know, when you, when you get into these very large systems, these kind of giant, super giant systems like Philo, like Los Alados, they, you know, something extraordinary happened in that piece of the earth's crust, like a whole bunch of things went right. And, you know, kind of once you've disrupted the force, if you will, you know, to that extent, um, you know, you can get a lot, you can get a lot of surprises. And in these big systems, 
um, you tend to get positive surprises because a lot of things have already gone right there. You've got the right structure. You've got the right sort of ground preparation. You know, at Los Alados, we already know that a lot of fluid and a lot of metal has moved through this rock. And now what we're looking for are the, are the nuggets or the, you know, the, the, the concentrations within that, you know, within that overall um, disrupted altered system. Well, the, the, the other um, thing that solves for you with, also with the higher grade component is at altitude, you, you're going to have a, a, a cost base, which is different to that if you're yeah. lower down and, 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 you know, near ports, et cetera, obviously. But the scale kind of gives you optionality there as well. So, I mean, ha- what, what, what's happening in and around you? Because obviously there's lots of players around you. You mentioned your, your Japanese partner, et cetera. We've interviewed a few. Yeah, like as you as as you know, Chile is a is a is a skinny country, right? Like it's uh, 150 kilometers across where we are. So you know, although it's surprising, although we're in a in a high altitude location, it's actually remarkably easy to get there. Like we're, you know, a three hour drive from Copiapó, which is a city of 150 to 200 thousand people. That's where Lending Mining's Candelaria operations are there. We're only 150 kilometers from a port. So you know, although it's a it's a high altitude mountain location. It's really not remote. You know, it's actually quite easy to get there. And, um, and you're, you're close to a bunch of existing infrastructure. You know, our partner's mine uh, is just down the road. And then, yeah, in three hours, you're at the Pacific Coast, you know, which is exactly where you'd want to be exporting your concentrates. Right. So, so let's come back to the question, the question of, of, of water. If we can. I know, again, you're an exploration geologist and we're talking about, you know, study phases and stages, et cetera. But you got to walk into these things with a view to the future, which is one of the biggest questions we, you know, one of the most frequently submitted questions to us is water in Chile, environmental issues, um, lots of objection, permits take a lot longer. Um, it, that, that's, going to be the, a problem for most companies operating in, in the space. But there are a lot of companies operating and producing at the moment. So I'm not quite sure what to think. What should I think? Yeah. No, it's a good, it's a good question. I think of all of the issues that you raised, the, the, you know, the number one, uh, the number one challenge for everybody is water. You know, that's the one thing you can't, you can't change. I mean, I think in terms of regulation and all of that, I mean, those are, you know, the, I think what mining companies look for are just, you know, a clear set of rules and whatever those rules are, as long as you know what they are, you can, you can meet them. I mean, that's our job is to deliver projects that, that, you know, kind of respect the environment and, and take all the, all the precautions that are needed. We can work with, with all of that. You know, the, the one thing that we can't change is nature. We can't change where the ore deposit is. We can't change, you know, the elevation that's at, we have to deal with exactly those conditions and, you know, and water is one of them. So, I mean, I guess, you know, one of the things that mitigates that challenge for Los Alados is that, um, you know, we're, we're, I mean, this is kind of a brownfields project, you know, our, our Japanese partners own and operate a mine that has the water supply that has, you know, the power supply and all of that, that's 15 kilometers away, they're already partners with us. Um, you know, we've in the past looked at a potential project that, um, you know, that links Los Alados with Jose Maria, you know, that's another that, that's another set of infrastructure with its own water supply. So I think there's there's two alternatives that would um, for for our project that would um, you know that would kind of mitigate some of that that water risk that a pure greenfields project would have. Okay, and and, so, and again again question, Senator. I mean, how realistic is using of seawater 
utilization of seawater without filtration? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not an enormous technical challenge. And in fact, with the, um, you know, with the, in the metallurgical test work that we've done in the past, and then we'll be doing more of it um, on the drill core that we're, that we're generating right now, you know, we've done, we've used seawater as the, as the, as the material. And, um, you know, there aren't enormous technical challenges with using it for processing. The big challenge with seawater comes with getting it there, right? Like whatever kind of water you use, whether it's desalinated water, seawater, or groundwater, somehow you've got to get it up to your plant. And, and that's actually the bigger challenge. You know, the, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the water process water that's used in Chile is quite saline anyway. In some cases, the seawater is actually less saline than some of the groundwater people use. So, you know, that's a challenge people have been dealing with for a long time. There are good technical solutions to it. The, the, the main thing that you have to get, get around is um, the, the cost of getting the water to your site. No, it's just been, it's been thrown at us as, uh, as a solution by some, yeah, but some it's, people. You know, it, it, not quite sure what I, I, I think. I guess the other mitigating factor is that this is an issue that every single operation in Chile and southern Peru is dealing with. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, you know, everybody's roughly the same distance from the ocean. Everybody's probably going to be, you know, you're in the driest desert in the world. You know, so I think, you know, it's a... It's not it's not a unique challenge to Los Alados. It's something that that every copper producer in this region is going to have to deal with. And basically it just, you know, whatever increases that overall cost base, you know, probably has to be compensated for in a in a higher metal price to to pay for these projects. You can't move the copper, you know, like as much as you might want it to be in a, a region where water wasn't a problem, it isn't. 40% of the world's copper comes from the world's driest desert. So uh, right, so you raised twenty five million back in o- October. Um, I don't, you haven't been up to much. You haven't been burning through that at a rate of knots. No. Been waiting for this drill program, right? And sixteen thousand meters. So what? 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 What, how, what depths are you yeah, drilling to? Yeah, I mean, our, you know, that 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 money raised was designed to kind of get us through that program. Um, you know, we're junior exploration company. I mean, we, you know, <laughs> we spend money. That's what we're here to do. Our, our job is to spend that money as efficiently as possible and get as much bang for that, you know, for that dollar as we can. Um, but yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're comfortable with that amount that we raised, um, you know, to enable us to carry out a program that we think is going to add, you know, way more value. Right. But, you, but you, your, your job, the question you're answering is, um, how do I evaluate what we've got um, make it more efficient in terms of identifying more high grade yeah. uh, zones, and it gives us a sense of where, where we start, and perhaps you know changes the the economics dramatically for you. Um, that's the job. At the end of which, you say, "Well, let's do some more drilling because I, I think think we got we've got some good things going on." So that's an e- that's a quite easy decision to make. If it's right, I think we we know enough to get going. You're gonna have to go and you know start a whole different set set of uh, solve a different set of questions, yeah. right? You're an exploration yeah. geologist. Is that would you still have a role within within the organization, or would you say, yeah. right, we now I need mean, to hand over to a development guy? Yeah, my I mean, my sweet spot for me and 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 really the rest of our team's experience is from that exploration through to say pre feasibility study stages, and you know the the pre-feasibility studies at Jose Maria, uh, some of the earlier studies we did at Los Salados, some of the early studies that we did at Philo were all done on, you know, under my, on, under my watch, I was the CEO of the companies then. Um, so, you know, me and the team have quite a bit of experience, I would say through to the pre-feasibility stage. 
Uh, and then, you know, typically what we would do after that is what we did at Jose Maria, which is bring in, you know, kind of specific study guys. And then at the time when you shift to a more construction mode, exactly what we did at Jose Maria, you bring in the construction team. So, you know, I, my, I'm, I'm, my experience level is exactly right for the stage that we're at here. And when it time, comes time to pass it on to somebody else, uh, we got a deep bench in the group to, to do that. Yeah, that you do. Um, you raised your 25 million at 80 cents. Uh, we're sitting around three bucks uh, today. Do you take advantage of that just in case the market falls away from you again? Do you raise some money now? Um, I mean, we have no, you know, we've got enough money. We've got, you know, we've got no current plans to, to, to raise more equity. Um, like, uh, I mean, you kind of, yeah, it's a, it's always a balancing act between, you know, Kind of raising money when you can and raising versus raising money when you when you desperately need it. Uh, you know that's something that we constantly weigh. But I'd say right now we're you know we're pretty pretty happy where we are. Okay, okay. Um, so what should we be looking at for this year? That I guess the the, the drill program and it seems yeah that's it. I mean I would say this you know the sequence is um, you know there should be a steady stream of drill results starting I think in late March you know and kind of once the once the pipeline is full um, you know they should come pretty steadily through to the middle of the year I would say until you know through to late June at least you know we'll have steady stream of drill results from Los Alados we'll also have drill results you know probably starting in the next week or two coming from our Viancho project which is a, a an earlier stage exploration project that we're drilling you know in the third, fourth quarter, somewhere in there, you can, you'll see us update the resource at Los Alados based on this drilling. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have done a whole bunch of metallurgical, additional metallurgical test work. So we'll release the results of that. And then towards the end of the year, that's when we'll, you know, we'll kind of make a decision about the next steps, which will be heavily influenced by the results of this drill program, right? If we hit something that needs more drilling, we're going to kind of continue down the you know, the drilling exploration path, um, you know, if we've kind of found what we think we're going to find, you know, then you kind of head down a more engineering mind planning path. Okay. So just for me as an investor, I'm looking at all these drill results come out. I'm trying to work out how to play it before you make decisions towards the end of the year. If we keep getting like lots of, you know, half a percent type results, I suspect you'll be moving on to the next, next phase of studies. If you start seeing, if we, we start seeing higher numbers, it would suggest that you're going to take a different course of action. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then that, that, yeah, I think the message I would take away from those sorts of drill results is, hey, these guys are really starting to put together, you know, that that high grade core. Um, yeah, and that's going to drive, you know, an, an eventual mine plan to something that's smaller uh, or you know smaller footprint, more selective, going after higher initial grades. Yeah. And okay, so with, obviously with so and we're conscious of your time here. So Valet Ancho, uh, more copper gold. I could totally understand that yeah. and and you know, has a reasonable ex well, quite a large exploration package. Um to at some point you will start allocating time, money and effort to that. With the with the Northern Gold um target though, is is it could it ever be a standalone or is it something that's gonna be sort of in your back pocket for a while because you've got enough on your plate with the copper gold yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to say. Like this this program, you know, we've done a we've just we're just completing a nine hole program, which is really a scout drilling program. You know, the 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 way to think about this land package is this is very very similar to you know the Los Alados Jose Maria Filo land package fifteen years ago. You know, like it's it's 
that's exactly what we had then, kind of some interesting gr- grassroots prospects, um, you know, and we're in the initial kind of scout drilling on that. So it's hard to say which way it's going to go. Um, but in terms of potential scale, it's very, very similar to what we started out with, um, you know, on, 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 on the NGX project, the older NGX project. So, you know, stay tuned. I mean, I think this, this first round of drill results will be a good indicator for which way that, um, that project is going to head. For sure, for sure. Maybe if we ever talk again, we can um, you can come and talk about some of the other outlier projects and sort of what you're seeing um, with with those. Um, I appreciate uh, you sharing the story today. Um, it was one I wanted to try and understand. You give us some clues as to what we should be looking for as investors. So uh, stay yep. in touch. Let us know how you get on. Yep. Thanks very much. Bye bye.